The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 86690 Red Eye. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen on your smartphone and smart speakers when you choose to. If you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations that carries our show. And thank you so much to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. <laughs> Man, in a few weeks, we're going to be saying Happy New Year. Yeah. Hey. Not far away at all. Well, the Supreme Court heard a case yesterday. They did, yes, and a a, a free a free speech case. I'm looking here from Scotus Blog from Amy Howe, who does a great job on all different. She does. She really does on mm-hmm. on all all different, and and just basically writes down what you know what what was said and what was done. Yeah, right. uh, she may give some precedent and some explanation, but she does a really good job. Conservative justices seem poised to side with web designer who opposes same sex marriage. Now, this is the case of uh, Lori Smith, a website designer and devout Christian uh, who wants to expand her business to include wedding websites, but only for opposite-sex couples. She is challenging a Colorado law that prohibits most businesses from discriminating against LGBTQ customers, requiring her to create websites for same-sex weddings, she argues, would violate her right to freedom of speech. Now, here's the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. If you're a same-sex couple and you come in and you want a wedding cake, or excuse me, a wedding website for friends of yours who are opposite-sex couples. She'll do that. She'll do that. Mm -hmm. It's not about who is contracting your service. It's about the message that is being sent in that. And and so you have the, the liberal justices basically state, well, there is no message here. Right. And I it was really Coney Barrett who sort of tore that argument apart because she they're saying, you know, that this is about the people that come in. It's not about the people that come in. Because if somebody comes in and if if a if a gay couple comes in and says we want a our friends are getting married and we want to set up a uh, a opposite sex uh marriage website for mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we can do it. So I'm not refusing the customer what I, you know, the the message that I wish to give. And then, <clears throat> uh, where is it here? Where where uh, Coney Barrett said, uh, here it is. Um, uh, she offered Wagner two hypotheticals. Uh, that Wagner is the lawyer for Smith, who is the right. website designer. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she offered Wagner two hypotheticals involving websites that would conflict with Smith's belief about marriage. The first involved an opposite-sex couple who wanted their website to include a statement that they believed that concepts of gender are irrelevant to their relationship. And the second scenario involved an opposite-sex couple who wanted to include the story of their relationship, which began while they were married to other people. In both cases, the lawyer for Smith argued that she would decline to create those websites also. Right. Because her religious beliefs are against, well, you, you mean you started a, you started this, you, you got married and, and, uh, you know, you started this relationship and you were married already to somebody. Sorry, I'm not going to promote that message. And that's based on her religious beliefs Mm -hmm. and the fact of that and the gender affirming, whatever shows it's the messages that she wants to create a certain product but there are parameters of the project product that she will do and that's where the free speech issue comes in because what they're saying at that point is you are compelling speech well because that's it it's the difference is the message versus uh the customer it's not about who right. is who is going to commission her service it's about what message is she going to create and we can say that we have a i don't know if it's precedent it may be but the the idea of the wedding cakes okay where the cake baker says this is my art i'll bake you a cake i can sell you a cake right. i won't put the message on. i'm not going to put the message on because this is my expression that's why you hire me yes is that this is my expression and you can relate that here to website building and design and that's exactly uh what uh, her lawyer is uh laurie smith's lawyer is doing right. here and and in other businesses for example you, you have a restaurant okay in colorado for example where you can't discriminate against lgbtq all right so mm-hmm. you're that's the law can't discriminate so they come into your restaurant what's on the menu go ahead eat it fine if they say no get out of here because you're gay well then that would be illegal Right, according to Colorado law. Yeah. According to Colorado law, right, mm-hmm. exactly. So that would be illegal. Right. What they're saying is she's not doing that. She's not right. saying you can't come into my store and buy what I have, but what you're asking me to do is promote a message of religious morality that I disagree with. It could be, uh, you know, an opposite-sex couple that comes in and says, some gay friends are getting married, and we want you to do their website. Right. No, I. She wouldn't do that either. She's not going to. Again, it's about the work that she's going to do and not do. It's not about who's going to commission that work. And I'm sorry, but uh, we have to use the word. But I think the liberal justices are gaslighting here because what they're stating is, well, we don't believe she has a message. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, but of course, no. That's that was the breakdown. Was it Sotomayor? Yeah. uh, That that broke it down and said, look, they're not anything. 
They're just people. And they're getting married just like anybody else. No, because that's the difference, is that this website creator, Lori Smith, is an artist who is hired for her expression in that message. Right. And and she wants to go into business. She took this on. There's not a couple that, that came to her and and started this case. She's challenging, She's the, challenging law, the law, right. saying she wants this exemption. Yeah, I'm not going to lose money. I'm... I'm not going to be sued by the state. I'm going to, I'm, uh, she said, I'm, I'm going to, basically, I'm going to be proactive. Here's right. what I wish to do, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it and have the state come down on me and have to right. fight it that way. I'm going to do the opposite. Exactly. And she's damaged because uh, she feels like she can't open her business without that threat right. of right. Uh, being taken out by the state. And, and so, you know, that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, and Sotomayor breaking it down saying, well, Oh well, they're not. They're not anything. Well, yeah, they. It's it's not about. By the way, it's not about the people involved either. It's about the behavior of the people that she disagrees with, according to her religious beliefs. And is there does freedom of expression? Well, uh, apply. I found this interesting uh, because uh, she. Uh, they noted that uh, two two of her clerks are engaged to be married and observed that the clerks' wedding websites contain similar features. For example, the couple's names or wedding dates and links to things like the schedules for the wedding weekend and couple's registries. They're not particularly ideological or particularly religious. Mm-hmm. They're not particularly anything. Therefore, Kagan said the dispute in Smith's case is not about the content yeah. of the speech, yeah, but instead yeah. Smith's resistance to its use in the same-sex wedding which is the message. Yeah. That's the message. It, it, that, that's why I'm saying they're gaslighting here mm-hmm. by just saying, well, that's not your message. Well, it is my message. Mm-hmm. That's my message. My message is I only wish to promote uh, opposite sex marriage based on my religious belief. That's how I'm building my, my business. Right. That's what I'm in business to do. And it is about right. the expression of that message. Right. That's the me- Now, people are going to have different... Different ones, but it's all in the parameter of a a a uh, opposite sex marriage. If some don't want to put the same messages as others, that's up to them. But my message is: we only produce this type of website. Right. That's my. I do not want to promote another message which is based on my religion. And here's the thing: nobody's debating that. From what I can see here, nobody's debating their her religious beliefs. Right, right. She's saying this is the message, and that's why I believe the liberal justices are gaslighting. Well, no, that's not your message. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. Who are you to decide what my message is? I'm telling you what my right. message is. It's clear. This is my message. If you want to say it's not religious and therefore not protected, go for it. Right. If you're if not, you want to make right. the case that this is not expression and this is not does not fall under protection of the you know your religion then then make that case right. if if you want to go down that road but, but that's not what they were trying to do no this is why I'm saying it's gas basically what they're saying is we're just going to, we're going to ignore the fact and just say well you don't have a message well of course I have a message mm-hmm. this is and my- she's demonstrated that she is uh, well I could yes. say that that through her lawyer she is trying to demonstrate and in in spelling out the mission statement of her. Uh, company and and what it would be that 
she is consistent. And that's why uh, Justice Barrett, as she asks those other questions about, uh, you know, a couple that's been in another marriage before. Okay. Are you going to be consistent when you like, and, and I think that's a valid question and, and the types of uh, questions you should hear at a hearing like this. Okay. Uh, is, is that the only uh, 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 element of your religion that pertains to your business that you're going to adhere to? Because if she said, well, no, if you've been divorced, then I'll forgive that. Um, then you would open it up. But she answered, or her lawyer, answered with a consistent message. And, you know, given the back and forth yesterday, it seems this could easily turn out to a to be a 6-3 decision. You know, and, and I, I thought it was interesting because uh, when she uh, uh, talked about the, the fact that uh, uh, when, um, oh, uh, when Barrett, brought up the scenario of the the opposite sex couples that uh were talking about how they met when they were in a previous marriage was she relating to something that we don't know about maybe some national tv morning show and a and a wedding announcement coming up anytime soon hmm. yeah right you don't get what i'm talking about the morning show where the two anchors were let go. Yes. Yeah. Not let go. Suspended. Uh, suspended. Yeah. Taken suspended. off the air. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. That's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The CNN story that, that now, uh, you and I were talking now, about. Now, just so you know, the press, just so people oh, know. No, no. ABC. ABC. Right, yeah. ABC. Yeah. Just the funny thing is I'm always sleeping. Always. At that time. I have no idea who these people are. I, 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 saw, I yeah I haven't yeah. watched yeah I, any I, of that I yeah. saw the story and I'm just like I have no idea who they are I have no idea yeah. who they are but I I, was, I think I remember him in the pictures and the stories I think I remember him from his days at CNN well I will tell you this I mean at, you know because the Democrats have have uh, have thrown much so much of their philosophy at us about what is bigotry and what is racism with ABC suspending them. Uh, one must wonder, from the Democratic point of view, whether the liberal circular firing squad will accuse ABC of racism. Well, there's there it is, because for those that don't know, uh, he's African-American and she is white. Yes. The two anchors. Yes. And, why and she- they basically uh, came out recently and I guess talked openly about their relationship. And so is ABC afraid of having well, a openly, mixed couple on the air. Did they openly talk about it or somebody uh, I out, out I think they pretty much admitted it. I don't have the words in front of me. But I think they acknowledged it. Uh but the the precedent for this entire thing, this entire Supreme Court is the 1995 decision mm-hmm. Hurley versus the Irish American gay lesbian and bisexual group right. uh in 1995 holding that Massachusetts could not require the private organizers of Boston St. Patrick's Day Parade to allow an LGBTQ group to march in the parade. Right. Uh, basically saying you can't, cons- can, you know, you can't compel speech. Now, right. I'm sure the liberals would say, but it's not speech, you're just marching in the parade. Yeah, in this case, it's not speech, you're just doing a website. Right. But the precedent set is... 
the fact that there is a certain message being sent, that everything is a message in some manner. Or well, you're hiring somebody for uh, those skills and expression. You're hiring yeah. that person over another person for a reason. And that is expression. 86690 Red Eye. You may not be able to predict blizzards and ice storms, but you can prepare your truck to handle them. Make sure your truck is prepared for any last-minute winter storms by keeping tabs on your tires before each trip. Proper tire traction is essential year-round, but especially during winter when the roads are slick and roadway behavior is unpredictable. Protect your tire investment with routine checks and pre-trip inspections all winter long. Check pressure levels, tread depth, and inspect for any visible damage or debris stuck in wheel components. Look for steam or melted snow coming off wheel hubs, as this could indicate your wheel bearings are overheating. If necessary, give your tires a warm wash before inspecting them, as snow can cover potential warning signs of damage. This report brought to you by Lubrifiner, engineering filters that are built to do more for heavy-duty fleets since 1996. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So, mm. interesting. You, you said uh, you think it might be a 6-3. That might be the case uh, in that Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court ruling. Yeah, it sounds like Roberts, um, you know, he was making a number of points, and it appeared that the other constructionists on the court uh, were, were leaning that direction, too. We'll see. But it's, you know, it, it will be interesting to see, too, uh, if if it gets back to the same, you know, wedding cake decision process. And the court essentially deciding whether or not this is expression, right? And this, yeah, this and this is where the gasoline. Sotomayor questioned the idea that Smith would be creating a message when Wagoner asserted that the message of the wedding website was the invitation to celebrate a couple's marriage she was skeptical. That's gaslighting. What they're saying is, no, we're, we'll tell you what your message is. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do that. Well, I mean, that's you can. It. You can, but I mean, well, that's... Because, it, it, because you basically have to then say, well, what you're doing, you're not creating anything. Right. You're not responsible for the message itself. That's not you at all, which is false. Which is false, yeah. It's because the because what, that, what you say is there is no religious message in promoting the fact that I only wish to do, uh, uh, you know, uh, opposite sex marriage. Right. Which, of course, that's a message. You may not like the message. Right. You may believe the message is bigoted, mm-hmm. but it's still a message. And it may not be a, a good business tactic. I don't know. No, it, it, it might not be, but that's not the question. That's no, not what's that's before not the, the question. Court. You're looking at the legal question. Is it a religious message? Right. Yes. That's it. That's it. And, you know, I think that's, you know, the, uh, and we will likely, I guess, hear a decision sometime in the summer, June, is when decisions come down. So, um, by the way, I, I mentioned that GMA couple, couple, 
the two anchors that were taken off the air. Uh, they didn't acknowledge it. Uh, it was phrased as revealed. They weren't responsible for revealing yeah, that's what I thought. their yeah. alleged affair. By the way, both of them are married. Oh, yeah. To other people, yeah. which is what made it in the one of the heads of ABC. Well, they didn't violate company policy, but it's a distraction and we can't have distractions. No. Okay. My question is, is there really something called GMA3? What is GMA3? <laughs> what is GMA2? On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And, if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, Got this from Ryan Mills, National Review. California restaurant owners say they had an, they have enough signatures to block a new fast food minimum wage law. This coalition of business groups and California fast food franchisees said it has collected more than a million signatures in opposition to a new state law that would create an unelected fast food council to micromanage the industry, which Hmm. could cripple the industry with a drastic increase in its minimum wage and could send the cost of food skyrocketing. The Save Local Restaurants Coalition announced Monday that organizers began submitting the signatures uh, at the county level in late November. The signatures, which were due Monday, are expected to be transferred to the California Secretary of State's office in the next week or so. The coalition needs to have collected about 623,000 signatures from registered California voters to put the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Recovery Act, or the FAST Act, on the 2024 general election ballot and to block its implementation until voters have had their say. The FAST Act was narrowly approved by California, the California legislature on August 29th and signed into law by Newsom on Labor Day. The law allows for the creation of a new 10-member unelected council specifically to micromanage the state's fast food industry. It would have broad powers to impose new rules and regulations on thousands of fast food and counter service restaurants, including the ability to raise a minimum wage at most of California's fast food restaurants next year from $15 an hour to $22 an hour. Hmm. A nearly 50% jump with cost-of-living adjustments every year. The council's regulations would apply to any fast-food restaurant that is part of a chain with 100 or more locations. The Service Employees International Union of California and other proponents of the FAST Act have claimed that it was needed to prevent wage theft and sexual harassment prevalent in fast-food restaurants and to combat a general lack of compliance with existing regulations but business groups in california 
and nationally say there's little evidence the problems the law is allegedly designed to cure are worse in the fast food industry than in others. Instead, they say the effect is a power play by big labor, which has struggled for years to organize California's fast food industry. Labor leaders could use their significant influence on the council as a bargaining lever with the small business owners who predominantly run the state's fast food restaurants. Mm. Opponents of the measure say it will lead owners to reduce reduce hours, raise prices, cut jobs, and increasingly turn uh, to technological replacements. Other industries outside fast food would be pressured to raise their own wages and likely the prices as well to compete for workers, worsening the already high inflation. Seriously, does California, do they want to kill every business? Yeah. They just want to kill every business? Right. Well, because, I mean, and they they want to kill opportunity for individuals. The cost of living skyrocketing, and this kind of policy is behind it. Opponents see the FAST Act as a union-backed ploy to plant the seed for a form of what is known as uh, uh, sectoral bargaining in the U.S. In sectoral bargaining, which is common in Europe, workers negotiate compensation and working conditions across an industry, not workplace by workplace. That is not legal in the United States, but the FAST Act comes close, allowing the council with the union's help to to dictate workplace standards and minimum wage rates. Wow. Seriously, they just want to kill every industry in California, don't they? Well, and, you know, we said it uh, back when, man, that just seems like so long ago, the whole $15 an hour thing. Well, no, it's not going to stop at 15. It'll jump and jump and jump and jump, and jump. Why 22? Why not 50? You, they're very capable of doing the cost of living analysis in California. They know. Go for it. This is going to break businesses. They're going to have to leave. This crushes opportunity. And it, it, it really invites for the fast food industry, in this case, as they spelled out, uh, the ramping up of the innovation that's already in place. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, this is something that was inevitable. I don't know if COVID helped to fast track that even more. But this was part of the automation going on at fast food everywhere. And when you have... You know, the uh, right now, the and, and this is what's happening with the industry is there is they're incentivizing the use in the customer base, the use of this technology. They do it all the time. The reason they do that is because they're trying to get people to get used to using that so that they can cut costs. And they do that by laying people off. And this is exactly what is behind it. You want to force them to pay 22 bucks an hour? Okay. 
you'll have a couple of managers working. They'll both be working the fryer. And everything else is going to be automated. Yeah, I wonder where they are because when uh, the whole McDonald's thing happened, this is over a decade ago, remember? Remember they had that uh, machine that could make already, what was it, 400 hamburgers? Yeah, right. The the, the yeah. automation in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. The, and it, mm-hmm. it did everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it just you, basically you put in the order and it comes out wrapped and ready to go. Right. Well, Subway just announced that they're going to have uh, machines where you can have pre-made sandwiches and you can you basically. Now, I think that's going to be about expanding their reach beyond their stores. And I question that idea because or, you know, the uh, the innovation there, because Subway has been built on. All right. you, You stand right there. And you make basically have them make your sandwich exactly the way you want it. So we'll see what kind of success they have. But ultimately, you're going to have to get beyond the human element when the calling is to raise minimum wage again, you know, to whatever it's going to be next, 30 bucks an hour, 40 bucks an hour. And in states like California, it means crushing a business. It means that corporations are not going to be able to stay. It means that people won't be able to afford to live there. So you'll have nothing but the elite living in California. The ones who can afford it. Because cost of living will crush you. And that's been going on for a long time. And there's no reversal of it. This is one more step in that direction you want to crush the expansion of wealth and force and this is what we talked about for a long time when it comes to the minimum wage and and raising it uh in in massive increments the government determining the value of any role in the workplace that can only be determined by two people in a true scenario That's the person accepting the job and the person offering. That's where the value is. This is what it pays. Are you willing to work for that? Yep. Or no. And when the government steps in and they force a false value, you're not, that's not based on the expansion of wealth. Like what we see in West Texas, where they have to compete because of what's going on in the oil fields. But that is based on an expansion of wealth, which is boosting the economy, not a mandate by the state government. Two very different things. And California, for for as huge as it is, and as many resources as they have, they continue to go in this direction. And the more you keep increasing the minimum wage, the more that you block out the unskilled worker. Well, there's because, uh, because, there's autom- thing, because yeah. automation comes in. And right. if they're going to pay that amount, well, then the qualifications for getting that job are going to be greater. Okay, as- two-year degree. Yeah. And you're going to be a manager, yep. which means you're going to work long hours. And forget the 22 bucks an hour, I'm going to put you on salary. Yep. And you're going to be here a long time. Do you want the job or not? 
And these are the requirements. No longer can you walk in and go, okay, we're going to train you. Nope. Not only do we want you to have uh, an associate's, we want you to have five years experience. And that's simple. That's simple economics. But it's, you know, it's still, I, I just, I find it amazing the belief that still exists out there. And and more than just Democrats, I mean, it's there's it, it's even more than Democrats. It's a significant portion of people that really believe that the government can change economics. Right. They can manipulate an economy. They cannot change economics. Right. We have seen that with the debt. And for some reason, there is this belief that still exists out there in the United States that we are somehow immune to uh, – stupid financial behavior right. that somehow because we have the name the United States, we can do whatever the hell we want with money. We can borrow and we don't have to abide by the rules of economics. And that's just downright false because right now every American is feeling the result of the money being spent and the debt being created. And in this Every case, American's feeling it right now. And the last polls I saw shows Americans, well, we want more. We want more. We want mm-hmm. more of the same thing mm-hmm. that has put us in this situation. But that's how desperate they are. But that's how quick things can turn, too, because this inflation, well, where was it? All of a sudden, boom, it's there. Well, because finally it catches up to you. Yep. And in this just case. Just like a credit card. Yep. That it's, you it's, don't pay. It's just going to be a compounding situation. And in this case, you have the government engaging in price fixing. The price of the commodity and the commodity being the employee. And when that happens, when the government does that with anything, what happens inevitably? You get what less, about that manager? You get less of it. What about that manager that was making 22 bucks an hour? Sorry, you're going to be making just 22 bucks an hour. We're not giving you a raise. The guy we're hiring off the street is going to get as much as you, and you've been here five years. My hands are tied. There's only so much money that is created, only so much profits to go around, and that's that's the, the entire idea, is that, well, uh, we can't get unionized, so we'll just do it through, this, through uh, the state legislative body in the governor's office here, and... That's exactly what this is all about. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. 86690 uh, Red Eye. So, Michael Avenetti sentenced to 14 years in prison for defrauding clients. Yeah. We'd played the audio cut earlier of uh, to begin the show, just for entertainment purposes only, of the number of liberals that were saying, oh, wow, what a wonderful person you are. And Yeah, you know, he was the guy. Running for president. Remember the whole running for oh, president? Yeah. How yeah. We, how we laughed. Yeah. Man, we just roared laughing here saying, mm, we don't think so. Uh, 14 years in prison for defrauding his uh, his clients. Hmm. 
and for obstructing IRS efforts to collect payroll taxes from his coffee business, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Central District of California. So he yeah. will not be a president of the United States. Just so you no, know. not going to happen. Um, and, you know, uh, what's interesting, when you mentioned that audio cut that we played, the adoration. That was right up there with the Obama ad- adoration. It really was. Yeah. 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 He's the guy. He's, he's the guy. Oh, well, he's not the guy. Somebody else is going to be the guy. And, and it was always really about what? Taking down Trump. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, he didn't do that. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you for being here. It is Election Day in Georgia. In the special Senate uh, election, Warnock against uh, Walker. Mm -hmm. For all intents and purposes, I know the polls show that Warnock is up by a few, but really the vast majority of the polls, everything is in uh, the margin of error. So we will will, uh, see in no way to figure out whether Georgia is like any other states where there's massive early voting because Georgians are now more accustomed. And, you know, that was talked about the fact in uh, in, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people that went out and voted early were Republicans. So don't know. Don't know. And, you know, we uh, when we're on uh, tomorrow's show, uh, you know, we'll let you know if we'll have the results by New Year's or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's uh, only funny because it's true. I know. Uh, Meanwhile, at the White House, uh, the White House uh, commented on the Twitter files. Oh, good. Uh, Yesterday, first there was a question uh, on it. Uh, Decisions were made to to censor reporting leading up to the election. My question was, is it the White House view that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out? Which decisions? By whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on okay, so look, we see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a. Fo- oh, excuse, I'm 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 sorry, we had a, a problem here. Let's continue here. Mm. Uh, for some reason, it's on the fritz. Mm. We'll try one more time here. Here we go. I don't know. I never have problem with this. Maybe my server went down. Uh, but basically said this uh, dealing with uh, this is uh, uh, a distraction and uh, and old news. Yeah. 
and right. the Twitter has its own problems with uh, uh, and you know the increase in hate. Yeah, and, and once uh, Musk took over the increase right. in hate and which, anti-Semitism, which it hasn't been. No, by the way, as Musk no. said, that's a lie coming from the White House. He didn't say that yesterday, and that but the White House had said that before. And he goes, "That's a lie." Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, you and I. Uh, one of the things that we're really interested in is to see how the liberal media covers everything from the Hunter laptop to uh, this whole Twitter thing. And it's really interesting because for the most part, they won't touch anything that has to do with the substance that conservatives are, you know, conservatives and the American public are really concerned about. Uh, we read the Salon Don, uh, Salon.com article early on. Uh, by a blogger by the name of Digby, who was talking about this is all about sex, and they 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 want the salacious materials of Hunter Biden, which of mm. course is not true. I don't know any. I don't know. I don't know one single Republican or conservative who said we got to get Hunter on this. Yeah, they've mentioned Hunter because he is the conduit of the money flow from the Chinese and other countries and industries related to other countries. Uh, to the president of the United States and the Biden family. That is the concern. Yep, that's what it's about. And is the current president compromised um, by uh, any of these business dealings currently? It's legit. The Salon.com article, oh, it's just he's trying to make money for his family by using his family name just like Trump is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was such a weak argument. Number one, Trump is in the private sector using his family name. He's not, he's not there. I don't know. Do you know any uh, Democrat uh, claiming that Trump's uh, took money? And remember how they were investigating anything that he did. Mm-hmm. Remember anything that he did, anybody who stayed at any of his hotels. Right. Okay, can we get him for this? Can we get him for this law? Can we get him for that law? But Trump, when he used his family name, was because the family name was representative of the empire that he had built in the private sector. It wasn't influence peddling. As Jonathan Turley says, what you've seen here is the biggest influence, one of the biggest influence peddling uh, in politics that we've ever seen. I don't know straight to the the time that that, uh, the former president, uh, Trump, has denied knowing anything about his son's business dealings. No. No. Trying to say there's nothing there, there's nothing there. And now they're admitting, of course, there's something there. Oh, well, this is just a distraction. Oh, this is only about sex. Oh, it's no different than what Trump does. They're all over the place. And they're all over the place because they can't get down to the issue at hand. And, of course, uh, with uh, with Twitter, what we saw yesterday was the typical thing that we knew was going to happen. Mm. That, uh, oh, they're saying it's about freedom of speech. It's not about freedom of speech. That's a constitutional issue. And that's about the government restricting speech or uh, influencing speech and... Biden wasn't president at that time. Mm-hmm. Biden was only, you know, Biden was running for president, and the DNC isn't part of the government. Well, we never stated that, and most conservatives I know, there may be somebody out there that brought up a freedom of speech issue, and if they did, they, uh, you know, uh, on those issues, they should stand corrected, Be stand, they should be made to, you know, stand corrected for that. Uh, but on the whole FBI thing, the FBI's part of the government. And the FBI was feeding, from what we can see, Twitter lies about what to you know about what to expect that this was going to happen. And they had the laptop for ten months, 
and all of a sudden they're telling they're all of a sudden they've had the laptop for ten months and they're telling Twitter, you better watch out. You better be looking forward to things that might be viewed as hacking material. Uh and involved Hunter Biden mm. from the one executive who said that. The other executive says, Oh, I can't remember if it was specifically about Hunter or not, but the other one said, Nope, it was Hunter Biden. Well, how did the FBI know? How did they how did they figure that something like this was going to come up, which then came up? Well, they had the laptop and they had a warrant. They had a covert warrant to spy on Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, as we know, uh, helped to break this entire story. Rudy, Rudy Giuliani was in contact with the New York Post at that point. When, according to Miranda Devine of the New York Post, they had a you know warrant, covert warrant, where they could look at the emails back and forth that Biden was sending, or excuse me, that Giuliani was sending, not only between him and the New York Post, but him and the laptop store owner. Right. And that's why this all came out. So, yeah, that's where you look at it and go, whoa, that's where for the, the First Amendment would come in in this particular, in, in this particular issue, because, uh, because how did they know? And so when you look at it, the other thing is, it still is the fact that Twitter was paying attention to Democrats and they were censoring things that would come from Republicans that would not that would not censor from Democrats. For example, we don't know of any story that Twitter ever censored that had a source story from the New York Times, Washington Post, any major news publication that talked about Trump colluding with the Russians uh, to, uh, you know, uh, what was it, to, to uh, collude with the Russians uh, in order to change the outcome of the 2016 election mm-hmm. or to hack the election or whatever it was. Those were all lies created by the Hillary campaign, as we know now. Those are lies created by the Hillary campaign. The dossier was lies created by the Hillary campaign. Yep. The Alpha Bank story was created by the Hillary and financed the lie created and financed by the Hillary campaign. Uh, all those source stories that said Trump was doing something wrong were false. The Twitter never looked for evidence on those stories. They took those stories verbatim because they were major. They were major news publications. Correct. Yep. But they wouldn't do the same thing for the New York Post. These are real easy issues and. As we said yesterday, just watch. See how the White House responds. They really won't respond. They just dismiss the entire story as old news and and a distraction and will not discuss either the evidence that exists, whether it's legit or not. They just ignore it. Oh, it's old news. Mm -hmm. It's old news. Mm -hmm. Well, not really. Well, and, you know, that's it. Um, The... The approach and weak attempt by Digby at Salon. Just do what we did with Bill Clinton. Ah, the GOP is only interested because there's sex involved. This isn't about Hunter. And I'd love the line where she said, all they want to do is make Joe Biden cry. Yeah, right. And just, you know, they're just trying to make Joe Joe Biden Biden cry. cry. Just it was I mean, I, I swear to you, that was written by somebody. An with, adult with, with with junior high junior high school yeah. investigative experience. An adult mentality. actually wrote that. I know. 
But it was interesting to read because it was like we were searching for anything out there that's been written hmm. on this besides the you know the the attack on uh, uh, Taibbi, mm-hmm. uh, you know the 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 uh, the reporter who released all of this, or you know and the well he's just a PR agent for a billionaire. Right. Maybe is it true? Right. Uh, Pick and apart let, the concerns yeah. that every conservative has here the actual concerns but they won't because what they say is oh no what you're concerned on is the salacious photos of the pros the prostitute and and hunter biden and uh or whoever he's with i don't yeah. know who he's with it's a uh, number one ew number two no that's not the case or, and you know it or the crack pipe yeah no, I, I could care less about that yeah i don't care nope now should he be prosecuted like any citizen for the gun crime? Yep. Evasion of taxes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm concerned with, and that's not what conservatives are concerned with. They're concerned with the influence-peddling scheme that enriched the Biden family by millions and millions of dollars from money that came from companies and for, and uh, tied to foreign governments, including China. Hunter Biden is not the commander-in-chief. And he wasn't, so he can't be compromised in the same way. And he wasn't vice president. And this is what they know. But, of course, I guess the only attempt that you, you can make is to try and make this about Hunter. Yeah. They'll throw Hunter under the bus. But they can't stop. They. <laughs> what did he say in, uh, what is it, uh, what's the Texas movie, Something mm-hmm. for Old Men? No country for old men. No country for old men. Mm-hmm. You can't stop what's coming. You can't stop what's coming. And and that's it. And you can't. You can't stop what you can't stop when, what's coming and the evidence that exists right when now in the dots Everything exist. is released. There's two approaches by the liberal media. You take it on and you break it down. Or you ignore it. But everybody and their dog will be analyzing that data, whatever, whenever it comes down. As this falls out, it is going to be massive. And in 23, it is the political story. There's, there really is no other. And, and the reason is, is because you may say, well, no, there's a lot going on with Donald Trump. Aside from his base... There's really not much interest even from his own party at this point. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is the current president. Yeah, it, this isn't about Trump. Light years yeah. in difference. And that's why these two, st- a- a- any story about Trump is going to pale in comparison. Not that the liberal media won't try. Yeah, you can't stop what's coming. The great, you, Bar- the great Barry Corbin mm-hmm. as Ellis in No Country for Old Men. And I told you about the time I was at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo and I saw Buck Taylor, who you told me has, has a pretty major part in, what, the first Yellowstone this year? Yeah, the uh, first episode. I've only watched the first episode. First episode. He may have uh, more screen time in other episodes, but, uh, but I've only watched the first episode so far. And he's very present in that uh, cool. season opener. All right. Yeah. I gotta admit, I've yeah. never watched, and I can't tell. It looks him, good. I can't tell him I've never watched an episode yeah, of Yellowstone. No. I can't he tell looks, him that. He looks great. <laughs> uh, Barry but, Corbin actually has been 
in uh, last season. I don't know if he's still going to be in this season, but he was in last season. Oh, was he really? He was working at the Four Sixes Ranch. Okay. And one of the characters uh, from the Yellowstone Ranch goes to Texas to work at the uh, okay. very real Four Sixes Ranch. Well, I went to see my buddy Buck Taylor one mm-hmm. time, and he, ah, and there's Barry Corbin. Yeah. Sitting there just, just talking. There's Buck Taylor and Barry Corbin. I'm sitting in the middle of them going, man, I feel out of place. Yeah. <laughs> and and they've got, you know, I've got, my, I've got my cowboy hat and my cowboy boots on, and they have theirs on. Yeah. You know, great. The, some of the two of the best Hollywood character actors of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there being, I'm sitting there going, I'm a fraud. <laughs> uh, I'm a complete Barry fraud Corbin here. was also in the, I only saw the season opener of, uh, what is it? Tulsa King. Oh, is that is the right? He? Yeah, the one with, it's, uh, with Sylvester Sly? Yeah. Stallone. Okay. Uh, and, you know, that's um, uh, the same creator of, of Yellowstone. And so he's sitting at a bar. I don't recall if there's, I'm guessing there was, there has to be dialogue of Barry Corbin is on screen. He was actually great in anger management with Charlie Sheen. He's great in that. And if you've never seen it, go see, or uh, if you've got Netflix, The Ranch. Or one of his older movies from the mid 80s, Mm. one of Tom Hanks' first movie, Jackie Gleason's last movie, Nothing in Common. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Eight six six ninety red eye. Ah, a little hunting music. Very little hunting music. But if you are out hunting for a real Christmas tree this year, experts are saying with tight supplies of trees available, the sooner you do your tree hunting, the better. Everybody who wants a real tree will be able to have one. But finding one a few days before Christmas might take a little bit. So as to what will pay now for that tree this year compared to last. We do think prices will be a little higher, maybe 5 to 10%. Tim O'Connor with the National Christmas Tree Association says just like everybody else, Christmas tree growers are having to pay higher prices for what they need to produce the trees and operate their businesses. Fuels up 70 percent, fertilizers up 300 percent, labor, equipment, parts, you name it, everything that grower purchases are up. And it's also costing a lot more to ship Christmas trees to local tree lots and retailers. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. And as we had stated yesterday, just watch on this because this, you know, when, when it comes to Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop and, and what it's about and the influence peddling and, and, uh, and, and, and Twitter and the New York Post story, I mean, we've covered this extensively. We know what the issues are. We know what the major issues are that the Democrats are scared of. And so we early on yesterday said, uh, on yesterday's show said, just expect that they won't address anything that is really the concern of the American public. Right. You know, watch them try to deflect, watch them blame the messenger, watch them say, well, this is what the Republicans or conservatives care about, as if they set the agenda, that if they state that's what you're about, then that's what you're about. To me, that is just another form of gaslighting in itself. Here's what you're about. Well, I know what I'm about. 
and you're telling me what I'm about? Yeah, well, no, here's what I'm about. No, you're about this. You're gaslighting because I get to decide what I'm about. <laughs> and and so uh, it gets it actually gets to be a little bit humorous, but it shows the desperation going on. But when you look at the actual polling out there, and it was the, the poll that was done, and it wasn't a, a conservative pollster either about – week and a half ago, mm. uh, almost two-thirds of Americans uh, want the Republicans to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop story because they know what it's about. Yeah, They know it's about right. influence peddling mm-hmm. and enriching the Biden family, and they don't right. like it. And also the latest poll out showed the, showing the majority of Americans support Elon, Elon Musk and his efforts to make Twitter more free and transparent by 20 points. So you can see what's happening at the White House as they attempt to dismiss it, but the American public isn't buying it. Yeah, They understand they clearly understand what the issues are of of censorship and and influence peddling uh, by the Biden family. And the more you try and block it, yep, the more curious the American public becomes. If you missed what they just said, it'll be on our app and website to hear later this morning. Red Eye Radio Show dot com. Careful. Don't don't interrupt the big guy. I'm sorry. Sorry. Make sure he gets his 10%. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That all makes sense. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's no joke. Come on. It's no joke. Eight six six ninety red eye. Okay, uh, <laughs> disgraced lawyer Michael Avenetti, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, mm. uh, who was running. Remember, he was announced he was going to run for president of the United States. I mean, yeah, he hadn't yeah. officially run, but right, he said right. he was going to run, and right. then the left just embraced him as. Well, let me just play. He's going to prison for fourteen years for defrauding clients, yeah. and trying to obstruct the Internal Revenue Service from collecting millions in unpaid payroll taxes for his coffee company. Mm -hmm. So for 14 years, major time. He's going for 14 years. We'll be out next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, wait a minute. Where was he? Where was he sentenced? (laughs) Was it California? No, it's feds. Sorry, he's staying. Yeah. Okay. He's staying. Unless he's pardoned. (laughs) <laughs> i'm back oh wow oh wow <laughs> biden pardons him whoa yeah uh, oh please make that happen well again he defrauded clients so not he he went to jail for nothing to do with the, the politics stuff mm-hmm. uh, but he was anointed by the left Let's go back and remember some of the things that the left had to say about Michael Avenatti. Player Michael Avenatti is laying down the law. And is he really thinking about running for president? Joining me now live, the man himself, Michael Avenatti. Let's talk to somebody who understands the system very well. Michael Avenatti. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Michael, thanks so much for being here. Did you talk to Stormy Daniels last night? What was her reaction? Did the president just get a new challenger for 2020? 
Stormy Daniels lawyer Michael Avenatti may have just tossed his hat into the ring. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. First, let me take a moment to brag on my former student. This dude right here, I think of him as in a Justice League with Robert Mueller to save our democracy. A nine-year-old boy has been reunited with his mother in Guatemala. And the person who helped make this happen, Stormy Daniels' lawyer and potential presidential candidate, Michael Avenatti. What do you say to critics who say this is a publicity stunt? Doing good work, having kids reunited with their parents. I mean, my record speaks for itself. Probably one of the biggest stars we have at this dinner tonight, of course. This is Michael Avenatti. I'm the only person right here. Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. Miller, Miller, Miller. Please welcome Michael Avenatti. Yeah, I, I do think that uh, that Trump is afraid of you. Lawyers don't normally do talk shows. I'm not your normal lawyer. Yes, you are something of a folk hero now. <laughs> Bill Maher. I'm got not burned. your yeah. Bill I'm Mar-Gap. not your normal lawyer. Wow. I'm a super lawyer. My record speaks for itself. And we'll be adding to that record here shortly as I report to prison. Okay. Uh, Everybody calm down. <clears throat> Lawyers don't normally do talk shows. I'm sorry. If I had a dollar for every time I saw a lawyer on a talk show, just want to pick that apart for a moment. Tons of lawyers hosting talk shows. What are you talking about? Lawyers don't normally do talk shows. They're on every talk show I watch. I'm not your normal lawyer. You're right. You're one who doesn't abide by the law. The, the, the exception would be a lawyer who isn't on TV. Right. Find right. me a lawyer who's not on a talk show. Just just a few other stories and some comments. Hmm. There's the headline, John Bolton, I will absolutely run for president in 2024 to stop Trump. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he there's, has, there's someone else buying his own hype. He has as much chance as Liz Cheney. Yeah. Cheney Bolton. They are what's right with America. Cheney Bolton, 2024. Wow. Wow. We finally have a military industrial complex. Yeah, right. A team running for. Right. Dick Cheney's daughter and John Bolton. That's who Democrats want. <laughs> I'm positive of it. I'm sure that the left will embrace it completely. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll hear any more about that anymore, whether that's the last that we will hear uh, on that. I just I love here uh, this uh, story from Fox Business White House fact check by Twitter's community notes. Uh, feature on job creation claims. And mm. I love how they have that now on, on Twitter where the president puts something out and they have community notes. <laughs> These are our community notes. And it's just, you know, everyone just, just you know, blasts. I mean, it's the whole thing where 
Remember, the Biden economic plan helped to create 10.5 million new jobs. Hmm. And it's like then people start bringing up all the details uh, uh, of it. Uh, It took uh, the U.S. economy until April of this year to reach pre-pandemic levels of employment. About 1.4 million additional jobs have been added since then, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. But as we brought to you yesterday, the majority of those jobs, in fact, we have had a loss in full-time jobs since April. Or, excuse me, since May. Hmm. Since May of this year, what has increased is part-time jobs. But we've actually had a net loss of full-time jobs every month since May. Yeah. And it's part-time jobs. So this whole thing about, you know, he created 10.5 million new jobs, and we said, no, the vast majority of those were were jobs coming back because of the pandemic. You know, so when he stated that... And everybody knows it's a load of manure, but you know, it's, I, I just I like the way that the Twitter is. What did he write? Didn't he write something a couple of weeks ago? Then pull it off. Mm. There was something that he put on. Then they then then because we had talked about it. He yeah. he wrote something. He wrote something on Twitter, and it was obviously you know it was it was something. Uh, it wasn't this, but it was something like the border is secure. Yeah, and he and he wrote something, and, and it was yeah. such an. It, I mean, obviously, it was such a huge lie, mm-hmm. and it it which he just got that he then they removed the the tweet. I just can't remember what it was, but it was good. Yeah, and I think Elon Musk responded to it too, and that it was removed. I forget what it was. Yeah, because I know that they—that was the whole point. They, it, he was, he was fact checked. Then it was a big, huge story that they fact checked Biden. Yeah, right. Here's one. Uh, just, just the headline is enough for some of these stories here. Uh, California English teacher uh, teaches kids that grammar is a part of white supremacy. Mm. So grammar and writing rules are part of white supremacy. Well, maybe that'll cure the grammar police. Why should children have to go to school then? Well, as school has been institutionalized for a long time, is that not a is that not a form of white supremacy? Well, the, and and the you're forced to go. You're well, forced, uh, yeah, I mean you, you are, you're forced and, to go, or but you're, I would say the incentive is the free meals or supplemented meals depending on the income level of the family. Actually, they're all supplemented. Yeah. That's yep. to to various degrees. <clears throat> right. You may you It's may, about providing yeah. a meal. Uh what are you, they up to you may now? pay you may pay the full price, but that full price is even subsidized. Right. Yeah. So And so what's the point of going? The, if you're going to hold kids to a standard, how dare you? Nah, just, you know, whatever, just nap time. I did see. I would almost go back to school if nap time were a required course. I I, I did see it was some kind of meme. I just remembered it right now. Mm. And it was like some woman wrote, I'm not a trophy wife. I'm a participation trophy wife. I mean that was I don't even know that what? Hold on a second. My brain's trying to unpack that. 
<laughs> All right. I'm nothing. Basically, I'm nothing. I'm a participation trophy. Yeah. I'm not a trophy wife. I'm not yeah. this incredible, yeah. uh, you know, object that's like a right. prize. Self-deprecating human. Yes, I'm just a mm. participation trophy yeah. wife. I just got it because yeah. I'm a wife. Yeah, right. I found it funny. Yeah. And if I got to explain right. it, it's no... no yeah. And yes, we do have one Democrat out there that understands the seriousness of what uh, Elon Musk released the other night. Mm. And it was uh, Ro Khanna from California. Yeah. Right. And I was surprised to see this. Now, he, he said, well, you know, um, I, uh, he gives deference to the, the FBI and he doubts mm. that the FBI had you know, any uh, wrong intent whatsoever, mm. but it needs to be investigated. They need to explain the FBI. He was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Right. He says the FBI needs to explain what they were doing and the rationale with Twitter and the Hunter story. What were they even involved in it for? How did how did they know, you know, what they know? And especially the, the damning part for the FBI is the is twofold. First off, they had the laptop for 10 months they knew it was legit. Yep. Then feeding the Twitter executives and social media executives that something was going to come down. And as one Twitter exec said, that involved Hunter Biden that had to do with hacking. Mm-hmm. Well, how did they know that? And that's the other part of it where the writer for the New York Post, Miranda Devine, who said that uh, there was a warrant that the, the feds, the FBI had a covert warrant on Rudy Giuliani. So they were tapping into his emails. So she believes they read her emails to him about one. Because remember, Giuliani helped to break the story. Remember that? Yep. And so they knew it from Giuliani and his communications with Miranda Devine and also the um, the owner of the uh, laptop store, the computer mm-hmm. store, mm-hmm. who was also, you know, emailing back Giuliani. Well, you hear all those things and you're going, oh, boy, this doesn't look good. I don't know where it goes. And it could be one hand doesn't know what the other is doing. It could be the argument that we're not corrupt. We're just completely and totally incompetent. Yeah. That we have gotten many times right. you know, before. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the problem. And he even, uh, the first Democrat to recognize or to go public. It was refreshing. Yeah, there, I mean, there are a lot of Democrats that are looking at this going, oh, God, where's this going to go? Where is this going to go? I mean, there's this quiet period now between now and when the Republicans take over. I unless, have to, in fact, I have to believe that the outgoing Speaker of the House, soon to be former Speaker of the House, sees the storm brewing. There's no way she doesn't know. And I think that's, you know, what you look at. And and it's funny because all of a sudden the old guard in the Democratic Party, they're like, oh, no, 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 you guys are right. No, no, no. It's time for the younger uh, Democrats to take over. No, no, here, you guys, here, come on. Here, we'll just, we'll just go, we'll, we'll go sit down and be quiet. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to these hearings to see how the Democrats defend in the minority, defend the actual uh, issues, all the yeah, the the actual issues here, not deflecting, but the right. actual issues. Right, eight six six ninety red eye. We'll be right back with more red eye radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Wow. It was shocking to hear the death of uh, Kirstie Alley, 71 years uh, uh, old. You know something? Cheers repeats are on so much on, like, Me yeah. TV or whatever that is. What, yeah. Whatever the show. Decades it's on. Yeah. That it's that I've seen it so much that uh, it's when when you they say 70 years old, you're like, what are you talking about? Because you're just so used to seeing them, <laughs> you know, almost 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ted Danson uh, put out a message saying that he did something that he rarely ever does when he learned about it. He watched an episode of Cheers. It was the one that uh, you were talking about with Tom Berenger. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, she was really great. The last episode. In that. Yeah. yeah that, was so, the, that was the last yeah. episode where he called her Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where where that's when we're Cliff Clavin tells the whole thing about uh, the secret to life, comfortable shoes. That's yeah. The, right. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, very sad. Very yeah, sad. To very hear sad. That. After, I guess, just recently. Just a short term battle with uh with cancer yeah. she had just recently learned about it according to the reports this is red eye radio on westwood one the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.